Hello, everyone, and welcome to the What's Up Downtown podcast. I'm Jenna Sawicki. I'm Nate White. And I'm Melissa Fulner. Coming to you from the DSCP offices, we have a fun show dealing with an extremely contested topic of what to drink during the fall season. Luckily, we have the Starbucks manager, Michael Morgan, who is here to tell us all about how to get the perfect drink for fall. Michael, how are you today um, in downtown St. Charles? I am doing fantastic, uh, enjoying the small weather, although what I'm really waiting for is snow because winter is my favorite season. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> October's my favorite month. Okay. It's, t- it's too early to get bummed about the bears and early enough to be excited. <laughs> um, Good and, point. and it's the prelude because I'm a skier, so I'm waiting for the snow to fall, right, which right. we did have some of on Saturday if you guys were around. Uh, yeah, that was like weird. A, snor- a snow-nado or yeah, something. Like snow-nado. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty intense weather we've already had here. Yeah, but we're super happy to have you on the show today. Uh, not only because you are awesome, but also because of what we got lined up later, but we will get into that later. So before that, let's talk a little bit about you and Starbucks. So how about, tell us a little bit about yourself, Michael. All right, I am 60 years old, been married for 40 years. My son is 38 years old. He is a, a national accounts manager for Pete's Coffee and Tea, which is kind of a competitor with us. Yeah. Starbucks and Pete's actually has ties if you go back to the very early days in 1971. So Alfred Pete is the guy who Starbucks actually learned to roast coffee from. So Interesting. So do you guys ever have battles about like whose beans are oh, better? Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, yes. Some of them, we won't air what those are. No, <laughs> definitely. Um, and I started my career with Starbucks in 1995 in the Arcata building uh, part-time. My wife and I were working for a private school, and we had no insurance or poor insurance, and I heard about Starbucks. I'd been a drinker of their coffee from the grocery store, and when they opened the store in downtown St. Charles, I thought I'd apply for a part-time job for benefits at 20 hours, Um, and after about two years, I decided to make the jump to management, and then I landed in in Schaumburg for about 18 years until I finally came back home here to St. Charles. Very nice. Wow. Quite a journey. Four years now. (laughs) December 6th is my fourth anniversary back in St. Charles. Very nice. Well, happy anniversary. Thank you. Anniversary. So um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, so you, you, you told us already that you prefer the winter, but are there any other fall activities that you like to take part in? Uh, yeah, my wife and I are big hikers. Um, week and a half ago, we were there's some cabins that we stay at down by Star Rock. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Kishwa Cabins. It's about a 10 minute drive from Star Rock. We go down there three or four times a year, fall, and we're heading up to Door County a week from Monday for 10 days. Oh, very awesome. nice. Wow, Door County is yeah. wonderful. So it sounds like it's kind of late for the fall colors, but the way it works up there on the peninsula in Door County is it fall kind of comes a little bit later than it does down here because they're protected by the water on all sides. Oh, I didn't so, know. Yeah. Oh. Fun fact, gonna say. I feel like the colors are just starting to change now. Like we were at the Morton Arboretum two weeks ago and it was still all green. Right. So I feel like it's a perfect time to get out still to see the colors. Absolutely. All right. And so this is a question that we ask for everyone that comes on the show. So if you were the King of St. Charles for a day, what would be your first proclamation and why? I saw that when I took the (laughs) questions and I pondered that. I'm trying to think, you know, what would be... And appropriate. Uh, we do everything that we do to represent the company is always brand appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> so within within those parameters, there will be a brand appropriate response to that. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. I'm going to have to. You might, you're going to have to come back to me on that. All, All right, right. We'll Sounds bring good. you back at the end of that episode <laughs> with that, so you've got time to percolate on. For, it. I've got an idea actually. Perhaps uh, mm-hmm. more parking. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the parking issue. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, we touched a little bit on this, but can you tell us more about your um, your experience um, with 
the Starbucks from the beginning. You've been with them, you say you're celebrating four years. Um, you know, are there any fun stories, anything that you, like anything anything that stands out to you in those in, in that time? And, and any differences between the old store and the new store? Um, well, I'll tell you what, I remember when we, because Starbucks Geneva um, are the two areas, there's a lot of limestone in this area mm -hmm. and the well water, so there's big issues with the water. And so when I started at the old store in 95, uh, we had a reverse osmosis system, which most stores did not have. We all have that now, but back then we did not. Um, St. Charles was one of the only stores, and the system was in the basement of the Arcata building. And so I don't know if I've ever been in the basement mm -hmm. there, but it's uh, kind it's of dungeony, kind of <laughs> We actually and talked about that on a previous episode about like the the, the spookiness of the Arcata. So. Right, right, yeah. I mean, you've been filming an episode of Ghost Hunters there. For <laughs> yeah. So everybody I worked with was afraid to go down and put salt in the water softener, so I was the only one who would do that. Yeah. You know, back then the Arcata was actually showing movies, I think, for a buck. Oh wow! Still showing films. Quite different now. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, so, did you ever feel anything down there, like any spooky vibes, or were you just like it? Just going down uh, yeah, to I did actually. And then it's funny because when I transferred back here four years ago, um, there was a problem with water leaking down into the basement. So the property manager took me down there. We were trying to determine if it was coming from Starbucks or somewhere else because it was water was leaking out of some of the stuff that was stored down there. Um, and it was very much the same as it had been, you know, years before. Um, not quite as spooky, but if, when I went down, because I was with him, it was the middle of the day, when I would go down there and put salt in the softener, it would be five o'clock in the morning. You know, there was nobody else in the building. Oh, gosh. One little fun story about the old building, um, and it actually happened after I transferred back, too. Um, we would open, the doors would be locked, and whoever it was that I would open with, we would be working in the back room or on the line, and the old store had double doors, and they were very heavy, and we would hear the doors open and close. Right. As if somebody had come in, but, you know, it was under lock and key, so nobody could have. And we'd both come out front, and it happened multiple times years ago, and it happened, you know, this, this past time I was back in the old store. Um, and there was no, never anyone there, but we were both certain that we heard the clank of the door opening and closing so that one has yet to be explained <laughs> oh man so obviously the fall season at starbucks i feel like has started earlier and earlier every year and i feel like we're a little late even talking about this craze right um as you told us uh the holiday season is about to drop at Starbucks, right. which will be changing up your drinks. Um, but how do how does Starbucks, I think back in August, uh, start preparing for the uh, pumpkin spice craze? Well, yeah, and a lot of my friends um, blame Starbucks and me then personally, of course, for starting the pumpkin spice craze because you did it's everywhere. This. You did this. Yeah, and I personally don't take ownership of that, but I'm my wife and I were shopping at Meyer a couple of weeks ago and there was a big center display of pumpkin spice flavored checks, pumpkin spice flavored <laughs> Cheerios. So there's pumpkin They're spice everywhere. everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean there is kind of overkill in that department, but I'll tell you it's still a uh, customer favorite. It's it's crazy when it starts. You know? Like is it just day of, like is the day of you guys launch it? Is there like lines out the door? Is it extra busy? Like or do you see good girls come in with boots and fall sweaters and like <laughs> no matter the all of the above all of the above <laughs> definitely definitely and you know kids are a huge part of our business we get a lot of the kids from Thompson Middle School and a lot of the high school kids come there as well um, and years ago it used to be pumpkin spice frappuccinos but now they're doing the full-on pumpkin spice latte you know which uh, is more of the adult kind of version I guess you could say that um, because that was something that mostly adults drank yeah. you know 15 or 20 years ago not anymore 
you know, everybody does. I bet, yeah, mm -hmm. I bet you could do some, like, interesting research on what kids are drinking today versus, you know, like, the amount of caffeine kids are ingesting today versus, like, because I don't think I started drinking coffee until I was, like, 18. Um, not till college. That is not to do now. <laughs> I didn't start till 22, so. Yeah, you still don't drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I drink it every now and then when I need a, an extra pick-me-up, yes. <laughs> The, I remember back at the old store when I was still a shift supervisor, so we're talking, you know, mid-90s, um, a, a kid came in, he could have been more than eight or nine years old, um, and he ordered a double espresso, you know, and I, he whipped out a 20 and paid for it. I'm like, oh, is this for your, is for your mommy or daddy? He says, nope, it's for me. Oh, my goodness. He ordered the condiment farmer, <laughs> put this half and half, a little bit of sugar, downed it, and I'm like, okay, I'm glad I'm not going to be hanging out with you in about a half <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, there was uh, I was at the mall hanging out, and I remember like I, I couldn't I didn't have very much money, so I remember um, trying to go for what was the cheapest thing on the menu, and it was I was in a coffee shop, and I remember I um, I said I'll have a shot of espresso, having no idea what it was. Gosh. I just saw it on the menu, and then I remember them giving it to me in this little cup and being like like looking at them like what did you give me? Like <laughs> it was just like a tiny little. And they're like, that's what you ordered. And I was like, okay. And <laughs> trying uh, to be cool, but I was not cool. Ah, uh, yes. What a lot of people don't realize, espresso, it's, it's, it's a method of extraction. It's an actual beverage, and it's a roast of coffee. So it could be any one of the three or all three combined. Yeah. So if you order, when somebody orders espresso from us, we always like to clarify because in most cases, what they don't want is just the two ounces of espresso in the little cup. Yeah. They want one of the beverages, but they're not exactly sure what they want to order. Yeah, so we always try it. to clarify that. So, like, who usually orders that? Like, I, I've never had a shot of espresso before, so I'm just like, is it, I'm just confused, kind of like, <laughs> what, like, is it just like something that gets you, like, super amped up or, like, it, like super concentrated, like, caffeine? or? It, so it's interesting because ounce for ounce coffee, drip coffee actually has, uh, ha, ounce for ounce espresso has more caffeine, but an ounce of espresso is anywhere from 50 to 75 milligrams. A okay. grande cup of coffee is 300 milligrams. But Whoa. So, but a grande cup of coffee, you, you drink it slowly in general. Right, um, right. But shots of espresso, if people drink them, when I when I worked in Schaumburg, we had a lot of limo drivers that would hop off of off of uh, 355 and come in for espresso, and they wanted to stay awake and caffeinated, but they didn't want a large volume of fluid because they were driving the car. Right. So they'd come in and do two or three shots and then get back on the road, and then I'd see them four or five hours later on their way back to wherever they were going, and they'd have another couple of shots of espresso. Ah, uh, okay. So makes more sense. Yeah. Yes, but generally consumed in much less volume. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. Okay, so I'm going to throw out a question that I want everyone at the table to answer it. Okay. Um, if you could pick a flavor of coffee or a type of coffee to represent your personality, what would it be? Well, it has to be coffee. So I'm going to... Yes. Okay. <laughs> so does a flavor count as like coffee but with a lot of cream and sugar in yes, it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and why? Um, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like cream and sugar to me represents kind of like... Uh, humor and stuff and I feel like I need a lot of that to be able to drink the coffee of life what about you okay so I'm just gonna go to my normal coffee order because I think it very much represents me so I'm a, a grande blonde with almond milk um, and I think that represents me because I'm kind of blonde hair. And uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm saying no, no. Okay, um, it represents me because I'm grand, like grande. No, um, and I blondes are typically not as strong of coffee, right? 
Flavor-wise, correct. Flavor-wise, okay. So I'm not, I don't come on it too aggressively. Um, and almond milk is like, it's not just traditional cream, it's like a little like a little bit of a twist. So it's like, I'm traditional, but with like a little twist. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, really. I love it. <laughs> Do you like your almond milk put in the coffee cold or steamed? Cold. Cold, okay. Yeah. To drop the temp? Yeah, well, to drop, yeah, to drop the temp, yeah, I okay. like it. When we steam mm -hmm. it, it gets kind of a frothy texture, yeah. so it changes the whole The whole vibe. Well, now yeah, i got to try that. We'll I didn't know that you could steam almond milk in oh, yeah, coffee. Yeah. That's crazy. We have a lot of people who do steam toppers, whether it's half and half, almond milk, coconut oh. milk, soy milk. We have quite the variety. That's really cool. Wow. Yes. Gosh, I'm learning so many things about coffee I know, today. I'm like this super awesome. <laughs> and I haven't had any caffeine yet. <laughs> and while, and while, a side note, while blonde is uh, blonde, it has a mellower flavor profile. Uh, bean for bean, blonde has a bit more caffeine. Interesting. Yeah, caffeine is kind of a waxy layer on the outside of the bean, and the darker it's roasted, the more the caffeine is driven off of the bean. So darker roast, if you compare gram for gram of the beans, actually have a bit less caffeine than the, the lighter roast. But when we brew the coffee in our store, we use a smaller volume. Um, when we brew the blonde, when we bulk brew it, when you come in and order coffee and get it on tap, so it actually still does have a bit less caffeine than Pike or the dark roast. You are dropping so much coffee knowledge. So much knowledge. All right, Melissa, <laughs> what, what okay, is your, what's so your order here? So if I would uh, pick one, I would be a one pump vanilla latte. Um, the reason why the one pump is because I am sweet, but I'm not too overly sweet, I think. Um, I also am like not the most outgoing, like crazy, adventurous person. So I just like a little bit of flavor, but not too much. But then also at the same time, without the vanilla, the coffee just isn't the exact same. Not quite so as special. It's just not quite as special. So I think that. I think that really represents my personality well. But that's actually a fairly common order. Yeah. We have a lot of people who do their taller grande vanilla with one or one, two pumps instead a, of the standard. Just a little tiny bit of flavor so it doesn't take right. over the right. sweetness of the coffee, but just adds like that perfect amount that you need. Mm, I like that. <laughs> All right, Michael, what is what what represents you? You know, I've, I've, I've tried everything over my, over my years of working with Starbucks, and I'm really uh, traditionally a coffee drinker. Um, Gold Coast was my favorite coffee. Um, but we don't carry it anymore. The company phased it out. But it was actually when Starbucks broke the Chicago market in 1987, they created a blend and named it Gold Coast um, in honor of the Gold Coast in downtown Chicago. Oh. And so that's what I drank for years and years. It's, uh, we describe it as being um, Starbucks's biggest cup of coffee. Cafe Verona with a PhD is another way we described it. It was a very robust and complex, and so you know I'm kind of a complex character, so I think that definitely describes. I think that's perfect okay. for you. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> that's awesome. But I do do cream and sugar. You know, when we do all of our coffee tastings and we teach people about coffee, we always want to be able to describe it black, um, without you know without doing anything to take away or, right. or add to the flavor profile. But then when I actually drink it for myself, I'm cream and sugar for sure. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Um, are there any other uh, fall-related drinks or food that Starbucks is serving right now? Absolutely, salted caramel mocha is another huge one. Okay. That um, we have. It's interesting because um, peppermint mocha and salted caramel mocha we can make it any time of year. We have the components for it, but it's not until we market salted caramel mocha for the fall promo and when we market peppermint mocha mm -hmm. for the, the, the holiday promo that the sales skyrockets, up, skyrockets on it. But yes, yeah, salted caramel is very popular. And then uh, we also do cold brew. I don't know if you guys have had cold brew. I, love, but, I yeah. loved your Cascara cold brew in the ah, summer. Yeah. That was my, I literally could have drank that every single well, night. Email the company. I know the minute, 
went away. I it was got depressed. Out. The cascara got phased out, it. but I tell people email Starbucks. I got Laura in on it. Yeah, every day the two of them would go do a Starbucks run. Yeah, I got my sister hooked on it. We were obsessed with it. Yeah, cold brew is very smooth. What we do is we grind the coffee course and it. It essentially marinates, it brews at room temperature for 20 hours, and then we tap it off and refrigerate it. And the big mm -hmm. craze this fall is salted caramel cold brew. And so Ooh. it's caramel syrup added to the cold brew. And then um, we have we had adapters for our blenders and reprogrammed our blenders. So we take non-fat milk and put it into the blender in a special type of blender, and it turns it into the consistency of like Cool Whip. It's quite, I didn't believe it was possible until I tested I'm like, there's no way you're gonna turn non-fat milk into whipped cream. Our listeners can't like see, but my jaw, my jaw. It is. And we put a little bit, we actually put, we put table salt in the, in the, mm -hmm. in the cream, in, which is non-fat milk, and so you have the caramel-flavored cold brew with the salted cold foam mm -hmm. topper, and it is to die for. If you like caramel or salted caramel or cold I know. Brew, so much science, yeah. so much. <laughs> I know, I explosion loved the cascara the cold brew too, because it was only 80 calories, and right. it was like very small amounts of sugar, and right. it was, the, and that, obviously that's why Laura liked it, because Laura loves right, well, the, <laughs> the salted caramel would be about the same, okay. because the cascara, most of the syrups are about the same dose, mm -hmm. calorie-wise, and then you just took a, a non-fat topper, and it's 100 milliliters of non-fat yeah. topper so it's but not when it different. hits like 60 degrees out i automatically go to warm drinks because i'm cold 24 uh, 7 yes. so yes. it's too hard for me to drink iced coffee now okay okay so yeah cool. hello everyone and welcome to the break between the podcast I'm Nate Wendt, here to bring you some exciting news about the Downtown St. Charles Partnership and Downtown St. Charles. It's getting close to the most wonderful time of the year. The Downtown St. Charles Partnership is starting the holiday season with an electric start with our Lighting of the Lights ceremony on November 23rd and our Holiday Homecoming Electric Christmas Parade on November 24th. We have a great list of people participating, so make sure to come see this awesome event. We'd also like to take this chance to thank our presenting sponsor, Fox Valley Auto Group, as well as all of our sponsors for their support in helping to make this awesome community event possible. If you want some more information about the Holiday Homecoming Weekend, be sure to check out our website, www.downtownstcharles.org, and go to the Holiday Homecoming page in the event section. That's all we have for the break. Let's get right back into the podcast. coffee on my laptop more than once at work. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we are, what are we, so what are we going to try here? We'll get you a state in the microphone too. Oh, well, you said mystery tasting. Yeah, he's not going to tell oh, us. Yeah, it's mystery, mystery tasting. So, so Michael is pouring a drink and we have to try and guess what it is. It's oh, going to be hard. I'm so nervous. I love excitement. I, uh, I don't drink coffee, so I'm going to be like, yes, this tastes caffeinated. <laughs> Well, this isn't exactly what oh, it's warm. Oh, it's not exactly I don't want to give you too much. I love it. Mm, I know what it is by the smell. <laughs> I think he's done something tricky. I, think <laughs> I know, I'm tricky. sure it's tricky. I'm so there's something tricky. Or it's tricky because he hasn't done anything tricky. Toys. <laughs> no, he made a bad decision over there. Okay, so I feel like it's like a wine tasting. I'm getting aroma of pumpkin y chai tea. Definitely. Ooh, latte. Chai. Pumpkin chai tea latte. Mm, very good. 
She get it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I could tell it was chai tea from the smell. Yeah, I'm a, and I, when I'm not a coffee drinker, I'm a chai drinker, and I actually do, I like chai, I do chai, chai tea at home with tea this bags. This is amazing. But the chai really drink with the chai lattes at work is uh, it, are really good. So and pumpkin chai kind of evolved a few years ago, people combining the two to get flavors pumpkin together. pumpkin everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I found out two weeks ago um, from the Starbucks on my way, from home to work that I stop at only a few times. I mostly go to the St. Charles one. But I I know. I know. I know. But um I have been trying different chai teas and I found the lightly sweetened chai tea, which it's gone now. Everything I like it's discontinued. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is, it is. We tried we tried it for more. Well over a year we had it. I know. And I think but Thing that I think really, like their sweet I, coffee. I, I turned a lot of customers onto it yeah. because it's got less sugar and mm -hmm. so it was less calories. Because chai does pack quite a sugar punch, it's so but much the thing, sugar. The thing that I, most of my customers were disappointed is it didn't have the same spicy punch same that chai spice, has. Yeah. And so they ended up going back to regular chai, and so I think that's why ultimately it fizzled. Oh, man, mm -hmm. Melissa just crushed Nate and I. Like yeah. we were, we were both like savoring analysts. Like, no, I got this <laughs> answer. Yeah, we didn't even get a chance to guess. <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. It tastes, it's, it's, this is awesome. It's very tasty. So Nate, what do you think? I very much like this. Um, I could see you being a chai tea drinker, Nate. Yeah, I think. Because coffee, I like, so like, I'm a very big stout guy. Uh, so Myself as well. Yes. So like when I drink coffee now, I, I kind of get that like stouty taste, but still at the same time, I'm like, like. When I when I drink coffee, like I just get too like jittery and stuff because right. I already have high enough energy as it is. So when yeah, I drink so it, it's like, <laughs> um, so so being able to drink something like this, it's like it's like right in my my uh, my cup of tea. <laughs> Funny, I was never a stout drinker. I was like a Heineken drinker until I started working for Starbucks, and when I started drinking espresso. I did my management training at downtown Geneva after I left here, and one of the guys I worked with, he said, if you like espresso, you have to try Guinness, you know, and I, a friend of mine from high school drank Guinness, and I thought it was awful. Right. Yeah. yeah and having acquired the palate for, for espresso, drinking straight espresso, um, I took to Guinness very quickly, and I do like Guinness a lot. I'm also an IPA drinker. I don't know if you like IPAs. I don't yeah. like the hoppy taste. I, I love IPAs. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I hop, the, hop, the hops are too much for some people. Yeah, yeah. for me, I just like... It just overloads because I'm very much like I love sweets. Okay. Like sweet tasting stuff. Like stouts are like the rare exception. Okay. So like when I drink like the IPAs, my mouth just like curls okay. in. It, does, it yeah. does have that effect. Yes, definitely. So my cool. husband and I brew our own beer, and so we mostly IPAs. So I, I think I've developed a taste for IPAs almost by force because he like is so obsessed with them. <laughs> so now I'm like I have a taste for them, um, but. Um, if you if so, if we, would you recommend a certain type of coffee for people who are into IPAs, or is it? It's, I'm I'm, so I'm kind of sensing that there's a, a uh, sort of a correlation between like you know different types of drinks, including like be different beers versus coffee. Right. Well, wine, wine, especially. Wine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've tried the Any, anything um, you want to wine the coffee brewed wine. It's uh, what's the name of it. Coffee brewed wine. Yes. Um, oh shoot, this is gonna bug me so much. I have to figure, <laughs> I have to figure out the name. Yes. Um, yeah. 
keep talking Interesting. about. Interesting, <laughs> because I have had um, Starbucks, we have a, we're opening a reserve store, uh, not a reserve store, a roastery downtown Chicago. Okay. In 2020, I think it's supposed to open on Michigan Avenue. There's one in Seattle. I mean, it has a hundred, a staff of 120. Mm -hmm. The place Isn't is it? massive. And they actually sell a variety of reserve coffees. One is aged in uh, gin barrels, the coffee is. So, oh, wow. and it, it's quite amazing. There's one aged in bourbon barrels. And so it has, when you drink it, my, my district manager brought some that she had brewed to one of our meetings and passed it out. And it, it, it was, it was, it really was, I, I didn't think I was going to like it, but I do like gin and I do like bourbon. It was very good. But this one that you're talking about, I'm not familiar It's with. Apothic Cold Brew Red Wine. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I've never heard and that either. I, yeah, I tried it. it. I tried it this summer for the first time, wow. and I love coffee, obviously. So I really liked it. And my husband absolutely hates coffee, like hates the flavor of it. Wow. And so I tried to sneak the wine because he loves wine. So <laughs> I just, for dinner one night, I, we both had it, or for actually dessert, we both had it. And the minute he tasted it, he was like, did you just give me coffee? I was like, no, it's wine. I don't know what you're talking about. He knew right away that it was made with coffee. Wow. But yeah, they make a cold brew. In so where did you get that? You can buy them at any of the stores. Apothic really? okay. is, it's pretty, Interesting. Like, $9, $10 bottles of wine. Yeah, you can get them anywhere. So, so can you drink that like hot and cold or is it mostly like, like a glug? I don't, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't huh. drink hot wines. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the big craze now. They're, they're, they're crossing over between wines and beers and aging things and barrels for other product, you know, mm -hmm. so the flavor profiles have become more and more complex. Yeah. So when I, when I started for Starbucks and started learning about all the coffees, I'm, I'm a wine drinker, and so customers would come in, and back then, we had the bean drawers, and so everything mm -hmm. came in a big five-pound bag. There were no one-pound flavor lock bags, and everything was in a drawer, so a customer would come in, and I could give them a variety of samples, and if they wanted to know about coffee, I'm like, well, are you a wine drinker? I'm like, yes. I'm like, okay, what kind of wine do you drink? Um, if they like, you know, a Bordeaux or a heavier Cabernet, I would always steer them towards the Asia Pacific, the darker roasted, um, Italian roast, Gold Coast, some of those richer coffees. If they like the lighter white wines, I would steer them towards Central American coffees or African coffees because they would have that fruity kind of uh, flavor notes and a little bit lighter body. So, you know, there were a lot of par parallels, and I'm sure there are with beer as well. Yeah. Okay. That's so cool. Speaking of alcohol, is the St. Charles Starbucks ever going to get the alcohol like the Chicago stores and it other places have? We had it. it. We oh. had it, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. We had it, and it. Um, I actually went with my, when I was at Streets of Woodfield and Schaumburg, we were the first store in the Chicago market yeah. to launch it. I went okay. with my bosses and the vice president. We went out to, flew to Portland um, and did our training out there and then took the train up from Portland to Seattle, which was an unbelievable train ride. Oh, um, cool. yeah. yeah, so we were out there for a few days doing our training and brought it back here. Um, and we actually launched it in, in Schaumburg and it was, it was very successful, you know, um, and then when I came back to St. Charles and they said, you know, we're going to make this an evening store, I was all over that because I thought it was going to mm -hmm. be great, but it's just, you know, it. the hard part with that is, you know, if somebody comes into the store um, and they're going to order a white mocha, it's a real easy transition to say, have you tried a salted caramel mocha, have you tried a pumpkin spice latte, but generally people don't walk into a coffee shop expecting to buy alcohol, yeah. and so it didn't, it just, I don't think it really matched the profile of what our customer base was overall. Right. You know, we, the company ended up pulling the plug on it in our coffee shops, oh, it's been, I think it's been about two years now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, and I wonder with the development of First Street, you know, um, you know, and once it's all up and running, if that could be something to revisit or, you know, I'm not sure, but I just, I think there, if there seems to be a demographic that's walking down that street and they right. all, that are all kind of similar, you know, right. it's like the, the girls that are, or men and women that are both going to Pilates are also probably getting their Starbucks. Right. across the street and I wonder if you you probably see that like people oh, yes. going in and yeah going to and then maybe they're going to brunch cafe for brunch and then they're stopping right. stopping at jeans acute top and chic boutique to shop and then you know so it's I, I think they've done a good job down there of having a similar demographic and pull right right so what's what has kind of been the difference between Schaumburg and St. Charles like you know being a part oh, of those like, Starbucks like, I'll tell you what it's like night and day <laughs> you know, I started in with with day being a good thing being St. Charles and not to speak ill of Schaumburg. I loved working there, even though it was a, it was a rough commute back and forth, especially in winter time. Um, when I came to work for Starbucks in St. Charles, it was a small town coffee shop. I got to know everybody. Um, I had some of that in Schaumburg, but um, Schaumburg has roughly a quarter of a million people come in and out of town to work and shop okay. on a daily basis. So I had some regular customers, but it was not the same. To give you an example, the first week when I transferred back out here, I had a customer walk up to me and say. Didn't you work here in the '90s, but your hair wasn't gray? And I'm like, oh, jeez, <laughs> wow. I had people, I had customers that I hadn't seen in 17 years that remembered me. Wow. Um, and so it's still, I know most of my customers, and I, I still have that small town um, coffee shop vibe there. You know, I've managed drive-throughs for Starbucks, and you know, it's fun, but it's still not the same. I'm really a cafe kind of person. Um, and that's what I love about downtown St. Charles is I know most everybody who comes in and I've been serving them for, you know, almost 20 years now with right. a, a gap there in the middle when I was in Schaumburg. And so that's, I love that feel, you know, that's what I came to work for originally. And I'm glad that, you know, I'll be winding my career out doing the same thing here. Yeah. Very cool. And we've, I mean, I've learned so much today. Like, <laughs> I'm literally buzzing on caffeine and information. So, I have um, to label this podcast as uh, educational instead of yeah, business. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> <laughs> no, we've, we've had so much fun. Thank you to all of our listeners. And we hope to catch you next time on What's Up? Downtown. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Thank you.